In a world where Marvel Studios will pay anybody to make a movie about any character, as long as they're still getting your money, you get The Eternals. You get movies like Shang-Chi, and maybe even movies about one of the bajillion characters that they still have in their arsenal. Which of those characters should get their own movie? Find out in today's episode of Banter, I Hardly Know Her. Wes, we're doing an yeah. episode today on Marvel. Again, one of your favorite things. Of course, of course. And it's on superheroes, Marvel characters that should get their own movie in honor of Eternals it, coming out today. Is it is it should get their own movie or we want them to? We're envisioning that it would be fun or perhaps entertaining or per- to us. Okay, okay. If they got their own movie. Maybe not beneficial for Marvel slash Disney. Actually, all the but, Perry, all the ones that I picked, I'm like, actually, I would watch it. It'd be so cool. <laughs> like, well, good. I'd I'd watch some of these just because I think they'd make horribly funny movies. Um, that we're still. But we have a special see. guest joining us today, uh, and he is my boss. Uh, also, a former employee at Marvel Studios. How you doing, Michael? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, have you ever been on a on a on a set more prestigious than the set of the Banter Pod? Uh, I have not. I mean, this That's is what? quite the setup I've got. Good here. answer. I have good a nice answer. little setup. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I, it's tough to tough to capture just how big of a moment this must be for you. I'm sure, yeah. but. Uh, coming, you to you live. Some, <laughs> coming, coming to you live, live from the Body Armor Studio. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Michael and I are actually both in the same building right now, but recording from separate rooms. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but we're actually all, all three of us are actually at our jobs right now recording. This we are. Podcast. No, we're not. I am, I am in what's called, what I call the zoo box, which is this little room that's all windows and people walk by and look at you the whole time. So <laughs> oh, fun. It's going to feel good. It's going to feel nice. Great. Nice. I I'm only in a one windowed room, and I turned myself so that people walking by can't see what's on my screen. So, you know, a little bit of privacy at least. But anyway, uh, talking about how prestigious it is to be on this set of the of the Banter Pod, you have been on some other prestigious sets for movies. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of your time at Marvel? Yeah, I mean, quickly, I mean, my time at Marvel was short. I mean, three years. I don't know if that's short. Um, Internship included. Uh, So I interned with Marvel right out of film school. And um, I actually worked uh, on on several, several sets, but I really actually worked in the animation department to start off. I mean, that is where most of my work life happened. Uh, And then I got some awesome experiences on sets like Captain America, uh, and uh, post uh, 
post uh, situations, like post production situations on Thor. And so I was there at the very beginning and uh, and got to sit in on quite a few meetings early on of the early MCU. And so it's kind of interesting to have watched it even evolve over the years. I mean, from back then, it was like they felt like, OK, maybe we have something to where now it's like just this world behemoth of a franchise uh, <laughs> and where they can just do almost no wrong and so it's kind of been an interesting change over the past uh, i mean 11 years so yeah that's true i definitely think of the movies we're watching now and back to like iron man 2 which was actually the first movie i ever watched for the mcu and it's like just so much is different yeah so yeah a lot of difference a lot of difference there and i mean early on i think that they i mean they made iron man and i think they kind of you know everyone knows john favreau who is now a hot director in hollywood made iron man and and they they weren't super uh i mean i think originally they kind of were like is this going to be a hit or is this going to be a uh flop and obviously it was a hit um and then i think they just started building immediately towards avengers so they had it's small goals of like, okay, we'll hit Avengers. I early on, then they were not dreaming of anything near something like Endgame, like Infinity War. I think that that it evolved into the monster that it is over time. So, um, I mean, but it was cool thinking back to those early days for sure. Is there is there a a movie that you have the the fondest memory of being a part of, or maybe a moment that you remember? most fondly i guess of your time with marvel Hmm. i mean it was probably i mean seeing early things of guardians was pretty cool i mean just thinking back to what it was uh it it was not it didn't start the movie that it that it became and so Hmm. i mean with the addition of gun and with the and with chris pratt joining it kind of turn this movie that i think initially the vision and if you go into the comics i mean if you've read guardians guardians of the galaxy basically is very much uh, a lot more like star wars than it is uh kind of this epic comedic space journey um it's it's a little bit more it is not super funny i mean at least the original comics it's kind of more of this this space adventure um with these interesting characters and so um it was kind of, I, I just look back fondly at that of like this moment where they took, I mean, and it actually is a great way to segue into the podcast. I mean, that was really the first obscure characters that they tackled that I think everybody was unsure about. I think everyone was like, what is this? Like a talking tree, a talking raccoon, like this is going to be weird. And all of a sudden they made it and it was a hit. I mean, it's still in the top five, I think, of most most marvel movie lists is the original guardians um and so i mean that kind of i think that that was the movie that solidified for them wow we can do some really weird stuff like (laughs) to to explore some really weird characters and people are gonna have fun certainly uh guardians of galaxy i definitely remember that one being like what is this gonna be like am i gonna like it i don't know who any of these characters are and then right now it's i think sitting at number four on my list of favorite Marvel movies. So, Solid. Wes, where is it on, on yours? Oh, I have no idea. You don't know? <laughs> Didn't you say you don't like it as much? Which one? Guardians, the original. I think Guardians is a blast. Oh, okay. Maybe it's somebody else. Oh, maybe it's my roommate. I mean, Perry, uh, Perry, Rocket is my second favorite Avenger. Oh, that's right. But we both hate Ronan. Ronan's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
There's I mean, they did ones. not do him a solid in that first movie. But so. who's worse, Ronan or Ego? Because Ego's kind of crap also. Ro- Ronan's man. worse. <laughs> but I don't know, What about Malekith? I didn't love Ego. Malekith the Accursed. Oof. <laughs> well, I mean... Swing and a miss. That was bad. I mean... <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> that was such well, a miss. I mean, yeah. That does lead still... us perfectly. We're still going to watch it. Go ahead, Wes. I just think we're oh, still going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. I mean, they've got us wrapped around our finger at this point to where, like, they can put out just about anything, and everybody's going to watch whatever show they put out, you know, and everybody's going to watch, like, what if, I don't know, what if, I feel like, I enjoyed, it was, but I, th- I think it was more, like, comic book nerdy than some of these other shows. Like, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of casual Marvel fans got into what if as much. Um, because it was kind of more like imaginative, like what you might see if you're a comic book fan. Can um, confirm because my roommate is a casual Marvel fan, and after every every episode, he's like, "I didn't like that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I think What If was very much like I, I, I mean, and it's they're just showing their hand now that they can make whatever they want. I mean, they made it, and I don't think that it was as entertaining as some of their other content, but they it was more of this. Actually, I have a weird theory, I mean, a little bit of a theory, uh, that they used What If specifically to basically kind of mine their audience a little bit and see how weird can we go and what weird movies can we make. Because now, look, you're seeing, I don't know if you guys saw, but they greenlit a Marvel Zombies movie. So now a Marvel Zombies movie is being made, it's going to be produced, um mostly because of What If, and they saw people enjoy that episode, and they saw people kind of engage and talk about it. And uh, they're using that now, I think, to almost soft green light projects. So, uh, yeah, transitioning into the topic today, which is the next wave of Marvel movies, what obscure characters are we going to argue should have their own movie? I've got a few prepared. Uh, some of them are more actual, like, movie I think should exist. Some of them are more like, just imagine this character is real. And imagine what a movie would look like. Um, so, yeah, uh, Wes, do you want to get do you want to get us kickstarted? I know you had quite a few picked out as well. I, know. I can. My first one's kind of lame though. It's oh, kind great. of a cop out. It's kind of a cop out. We can start with a cop out. <laughs> Perry, oh, perfect. First character that I want to get their own movie. Actually, almost did. I want Gambit. Oh well, then you just stole one of mine, you punk. Oh well, sorry. Um, <laughs> mostly because once I heard that it was about to be a thing and then didn't, I just feel robbed. Um, and I did watch most of like the '90s X-Men cartoon, which has Gambit in it. Um, and in it, he's got like the cartoon shows like the on and off relationship with Rogue, and so like why not give it that to us in live action? And I think Channing Tatum looks the part, so why not just cast him again? Um, also, Gambit's powers are really cool. Just saying. Like, he controls kinetic sure. energy and can, like, make things blow up by touching them, which is so, so cool. Um, and who doesn't want the Louisiana Bayou accent? <laughs> Honestly, I do don't, like know if, don't know idea. if Channing Tatum could pull that accent off, but I'm willing to let him try. Wes, you you ready to feel old? Oh no, I guess. Channing Tatum's forty-one. Holy smokes! You're lying. 
No, I'm serious. That's crazy. I just looked that up because I was like, it's probably been a decade since he was cast as Gambit. And that movie never came out. So I don't know if it could still be him. I mean, it maybe. Could still be him. Sure. Yeah, it could I don't still know. Work. I don't know what age um, uh, Remy Etienne LeBeau is. See, I told you I wrote stuff down. Um, I don't know how old he is in the comics. Michael, do you know? I mean, he's a he's an ex he's like he's one of Xavier's obviously students uh, slash teachers, but I mean, he's not old. I mean, he's young. He's a young guy. Actually, he's kind of like there's different storylines, obviously, but there's there is uh, there is storylines where he's kind of this almost like a Wolverine ish type character, where it's like he's this kind of this outside, you know rebel kind of guy that they that he comes in and so there's different uh storylines with him but i mean he's in his 20s most of the time i think i mean he's a younger guy definitely not 41 sorry mm. channing i can't believe sorry that. channing <laughs> channing is absolutely hilarious though could we do like liam hemsworth how old is he oh i bet he's close he's probably 35 maybe what do you think is that your guess he's actually only yeah. 31 See, that could work. That could work. I change my vote to Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> that means we probably have to put Luke Hemsworth in a in something later too. I don't even think he's an actor, but just give him a cameo. <laughs> if we gave Stan Lee a cameo for twenty movies, we can give him one. <laughs> I mean, a card throwing bad boy like Gambit. I well, I I want it to happen. Also, it does. What got me was that it doesn't have to be cards, Perry. He can do that to many objects yeah, he can do to anything i mean any object for sure cards are just his weapon of choice and that is what makes him awesome i yes. love gambit i mean he's a great character i think i don't think a movie would work for him i think mm. a show would be better uh like a loki style uh mini series um but i mean I, I i love that i mean that's definitely he was definitely on a list at one point in my book yeah mm. I wish I nice. knew more about the X-Men because I feel like as I was looking into this, I wanted to pick a lot of X-Men people, but I was like, well, I don't know enough about the X-Men to care. And also Fox kind of did them dirty a little bit. So it's a little, <laughs> little, little burned in my brain, but Gambit, he's, he's got me a little bit. Great. Well, you still want to mine. So I'm going to let Michael go next. Ah, tough. I mean, how many of yours are going to get stolen? uh Perry. not not too um, many honestly the rest of mine are like pretty weird i mean it's kind of hard because i kept thinking i th- thought of several and um i think so many of mine that i thought are actually in like early or at least they've you know marvel does this thing now where they design like a title but then they've done nothing else for it <laughs> it's like so they have it, they're like ah oh, like this is on our slate. And then and I go looking up and they're like, on they've done nothing backdrop. with that. That's <laughs> literally just a graphic designer designing something. Um, and one of those, I think, I mean, they've, uh, so the first one that I will share is that we have some familiar familiarity with the world is the character of Richard Ryder. Who's Nova. Michael, and, that was the one I was going to say next. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man. I just stole Wes's. Um, I mean, he's just cool. I mean, it's so like cool. he's basically. I mean, he kind of has a an interesting story in the in the Marvel universe. I mean, he started on Earth, um, and he basically got his powers from like a uh, an outside space 
almost Green Lantern-ish type core group, uh, much like the Nova Corps. I mean, kind of this idea of the Nova Corps on uh, Xandar. And he's kind of like the, I mean, he's another Marvel-ish, Captain Marvel type character Mm -hmm. where he just has these sweet powers. But he has a really unique... Uh, storyline in the things that I think would in the in the comics that would be really well on screen, which is he actually downloads the Xandar mind mind history and in, into his brain. So he basically has this like crazy uh, navigation computer living inside of him, and it's all about him trying to stop these massive you know world ending uh, things all over the universe. And so he's just a cool character, cool powers. Um, he did a stint on New Warriors, which was like a group in the Marvel in the Marvel universe that it also would probably make my list of fun uh, characters or teams to get a show. Um, and so you could you could build him into the New Warriors uh, as a show um, over time. But I mean, that would be my one guy right now that I and I think they've talked about it. So it's like they've talked about him. I don't know if anything solid is there, um, but he would just make something that's super fascinating mostly from the 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 side of this this computer this living memory like inhabiting his mind mm. so just really cool i love concept. it i love it this That's one wild. is actually this is the one that i am willing not that marvel is going to listen to my opinions this is the one that i would fight the hardest for <laughs> mm, okay like as i was looking i mean they it, could introduce him into guardians 3 probably i i watched plenty of youtube videos that said here are all the ways marvel could introduce this character and i was for any of them um (laughs) and he like like michael said so cool and awesome powers also the coolest outfit that i've seen just saying yeah his outfit's really cool it's so cool just the starburst like he has this like starburst on his chest with the blue and on his helmet red and the gold and his helmet's a sick helmet i mean visually it would be really stunning for sure on screen yeah yep it's so cool and in the comics there was some link to spider-man and we know how much everyone loves tom holland and he's probably not going anywhere so why not give him a new bff to hang around with just saying wait what do you mean tom holland's not going tom holland's gone stop (laughs) i was telling wes this in one of our recordings recently i was like wes do you realize that this next spider-man movie is the last that tom holland is going to be in our marvel movies i'm not convinced i'm not convinced wes is wes is like no they'll bring him back he's too important i mean man i don't know i don't know i could i cannot give any wisdom there to mm-hmm. what I think they'll do. You just never know with with Marvel. I mean, No Way Home is going to make an obscene amount of money. And anything, anytime anything makes an obscene amount of money, Marvel will attempt to bring that around again. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that the Sony-Marvel relationship has been tense at times, um, but I do not see them letting go of Mr. Holland that easily. So. <laughs> Tom's going to be too busy with his just blossoming Uncharted franchise. No, Perry. It's <laughs> not going to be anything compared to Spider-Man. I know it. <laughs> I do know it, but I want it to be. Uh, I'm okay, just saying. Okay, I like it. No, but I'll, I saw That's another one I saw. Yeah. I also I saw a thing that said um, that Richard Ryder could be either a buddy frenemy or love interest for captain marvel (laughs) and i was like she does not deserve a love interest so or a buddy (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I could see them pulling him in on Marvel. I mean, uh, on the new Captain Marvel's film. I, I mean, I would honestly, to, to give a crazy prediction, would say that Richard Ryder, I'd be willing to like bet bet something that he would be in a post credit scene on either the new Marvel's film or the or Guardians 3. Oh. Like some sort of teaser of him. Um, I would not be shocked at all. Like, I mean, I think that we're that close to to him. I'm for it. Uh, being introduced. So, wow, you guys it. have heard it here first. And if he does show up, then his Venmo is Michael underscore Allen. <laughs> what? And you guys all owe him a dollar piece. I'm just kidding. You will, um, Michael, you'll get tens of dollars. That's also not his Venmo. Don't just Venmo to whoever that is. <laughs> Some person's going to be like, why did I just get Whoa. like 120 bucks in my Venmo? Like, what is this? We like to spread the love oh, here at Banterpod. Yep. Community service. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go with um, one that is like more, I don't know. This is a, this is kind of a real one. Uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Could mm. totally, mm. totally find her way into a Marvel movie very soon. Um, Hydra agent turned shield before becoming Spider Woman, and then uh, some like blast of radiation with spider DNA. You know how it goes. Uh, she becomes Spider Woman, and she then works for Sword. Sword is obviously, if you guys have watched. WandaVision, the organization that is kind of introduced, I think, for the first time in WandaVision. Um, is it anywhere else? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. And so they're very much a part of the MCU now. And she is an agent for S.W.O.R.D. in the comics. So it could be very easy to just bring her And for right those of you that in. don't know, S.W.O.R.D. stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Yep. So it's like this alien type thing that they're going to bring in, you know. They're going to bring in... I mean, I could see that very clear. I, I think they could do that, Perry. I mean, it would be very obscure, though. I mean, because they're bringing S.W.O.R.D. in. So who within S.W.O.R.D. right now could become Spider-Woman, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Cat Denning, like would they bring uh, in Darcy? I, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they'd bring in uh, uh, Drew. You know, I don't know if they'd bring her in. But would they make somebody within Sword Spider Woman? Maybe they could. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I don't know. It's realistic to think that. I know very little about Jessica Drew and Spider Woman, um, or like her personality. But I mean, apparently she's kind of got that uh, got that sass that they. That they're kind of going for in a lot of these new characters with the comedy over dark, like humor over dark. Uh, so I think she kind of fit in pretty well. But yeah, I don't I don't know a lot about her. I just saw. I don't know a ton about her either, to be honest. She works for Sword, and I was like, well, guess what? We know Sword. So anyway, there you go, Wes. What do you know about Spider Woman? Not much, because she's not Spider Man. Because <laughs> she's not Tom Holland or Toby Maguire. Uh. Wait, Michael. Before before we go any farther, thoughts on Toby Maguire? I mean, I don't know if you get. I I give a pretty controversial take. I mean, 
I actually really love Toby. Correct. So I know people, I, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't. I mean, my honestly, my controversial take that may make everyone hate me now is that I, I've never fully loved Mr. Holland as Spider-Man. I mean, wow. okay. he's done a good job. He's done a good job, but I've never really connected with Tom as Peter Parker. I mean, and I actually felt the same way about Garfield. I mean, Andrew Garfield to me, I mean, he was too cool. He was too Correct. cool to be Peter. So, Correct. I mean, uh, Toby matched this just nerdy, awkward mm-hmm. dude. That's that what I've been saying to Perry just... for years. Yeah, but Wes... And, and, and Tom is almost that, too. Tom's too funny. He's hilarious. He's handsome. It's like he's too many things that aren't Peter. Like, Peter was awkward and just so... I mean, the comics are so based around his awkwardness and mm-hmm. how, like, weird he is in a certain way, in a lot of ways. And so Toby always, to me match that and you know there's always the line i mean Raimi went over the line with spider-man 3 and i was like that's too weird i mean that's, like, <laughs> that's too weird toby um but i mean toby captured uh the vibe for me so yeah. I, I i love toby a lot i really yeah. like him as spider-man wes i saw and you over Parker. there smirking when he said that he loves toby because we you know i think toby's one of the worst actors to get that kind of movie <laughs> but Wes, what you what is lost on you is the fact that he just compared your forever crush Tom Holland to Andrew Garfield. He just put them on the same level. Not really. I think he likes Tom more than Garfield. I love Andrew wouldn't Garfield. You, you say, but... Well, that's wrong, Perry. Andrew Garfield's bad at being Spider Man. Um, <laughs> fantastic and everything else, bad at being Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I did not like. I I did not like Garfield Spider Man. I do like Mister Holland quite a bit more than I liked uh, Andrew Garfield. Um, but that says nothing of of Garfield's talent. The guy's extremely yeah. talented, just not at being Spider Man. Yeah, he just was just we outdone can, we can by Tobey Maguire. That he is very talented. I mean, Wes, one of your favorite your favorite action movie or uh, war movie on our war movie rankings was an Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah, Hacksaw so. Ridge. He was amazing. But he's not. He's too cool and too handsome. That's fine. I can handle that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can handle him claiming Tom Holland is on the same level as Andrew Garfield. Uh, I mean. Anyway, moving on. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with a guest, Perry. Especially when he was right about Toby. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Wes, who, who else you got for us? Who's next on your list? Oh, is it your turn? No, oh, wait, I just no, you just... Jessica Drew. I'm so sorry. My list. Okay. Oh, one thing I would like to drop in here that I don't know if anyone wants to think. Perry, I don't know if, what you did, but I definitely wrote down actors and I wanted to take all the all the roles. <laughs> okay. Mm. And I think Nova should be KJ Appa from Riverdale. Just saying. But who? KJ Appa from Riverdale. I don't know who that is. Look him up. I don't know who that is either. He's great. He's phenomenal. And he's already jacked, so it totally works. Perry, my next one is going to be Quasar, a.k.a. Wendell Vaughn. Oh, man. It's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know a ton, but I do know that he served... Um, with S.H.I.E.L.D., he was like a, uh, oh, I don't want to call it student, 
Would you guys call it student or trainee or any of the above? Any of the above. I mean, he, I mean, he was a he was a mentee. I yeah, don't know, like yeah, a, yeah. He was in a shield development program, basically. Um, but they didn't like enlist him into active duty because he couldn't display the killer instinct that a shield agent needs. Um, and then they were running an experiment on these things called the quantum bands that gave you superpowers. Um, quantum quantums. I don't know. Quantum bands. I'm not sure. Anything stored qu- quantum enough. And then people forget about that. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and whoever used the quantum bands would die every time. Um, and so homeboy Wendell gets a hold of him, and he kind of like just the way that it was described on the website that I read was that he relaxed. And because he didn't have that killer instinct of trying to overpower them, they were able to live symbiotically or whatever. So basically he's like Green Lantern, which I think Green Lantern is dope and DC just ruined it. And let's be honest, if DC for sure can't do it, I guarantee Marvel can. So <laughs> we can basically get the Green Lantern we always deserved. It's just the Marvel version. Um I think it'd be dope yeah. and I think it should be Ansel Elgort, just saying. Hmm. Interesting. It looks like he appeared on in on the comic uh, uh, Annihilation Nova. Mm-hmm. So maybe I he mean, was he worked with your guy Nova. Give, give, he did. I yeah. mean, the whole he is he is deeply entrenched in the cosmic Marvel mm-hmm. storyline, and so there's a large storyline basically called War of Kings, which was this kind of uh, uh, the prequel to it was basically the Annihilation. It was called Annihilation and then Annihilation Conquest. And it was kind of this whole series where um, the Annihilation, Annihilus, who I feel like they should, they will probably be bringing to the MCU fairly soon, uh, depending on how deep cosmic they go. And so Kassar kind of came in and was like, okay, like he's part of the Nova Corps, like the Guardians. I, I mean, at one time he was part of the Guardians almost, kind of this this uh, team that tried to prevent the annihilation wave from destroying these planets. And so, I mean, he has a deep connection to cosmic Marvel. Absolutely. Mm. That's neat. He looks dope. Mm-hmm. He just shoots. Fl- oh, he's got a cape though. Remember no capes, no capes. I mean, we can get rid of the cape. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and he yeah. he can be. I, I multiple people wore the bands, and so the bands actually have changed. It wasn't always just him, mm-hmm. right? Um, it kind of it moves. The power moves to diff- different people. He was born in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Random that they have that on Wikipedia. That's cool. Thank you. I didn't make it. He did. Someone someone else. Some Marvel genius did. Uh, I will yeah, say I'm like starting to th- I'm starting to Mark think Grinwald. that the the heroes in like Cosmic Marvel, they just look so much cooler. They look so cool. Like not that Captain America doesn't look cool, but you can only decorate with American flags so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean Cosmic Marvel got really going and hit its stride like in the early 2000s and so i mean at that time marvel really leaned into this new design like this new new world new universe 
And I mean, that's why I think all the designs are so cool because they really let their guys go crazy and design some really awesome, um, you know, new ideas, new vision. Um, and there's, I mean, that's a great run of art, like in the early 2000s on the Cosmic Marvel runs that they did, like War of Kings. Um, and then kind of post in a lot of the War of Kings, all stuff is even still connected loosely to the infinity gauntlet and all everything that happened with that and so i mean really cool cool art in that in that age oh they it looks like they uh they confront thanos at some point uh and adam warlock who are working together in this war of kings thing wow this is it's just wild how many yeah of these characters there are how they kind of blend together in ways like they cross paths in ways that are never going to get portrayed in film. But, uh, yeah. Cause the X-Men are a huge part of the war of Kings. Mm-hmm. So like X-Men and in humans both play a huge role in the war of Kings, like the cosmic saga. And so they're not going to do that, but I'm really interested to see in, in the new phase in the next phase, how much they adopt from cosmic Marvel. Cause I think they are going to start bringing in storylines from that. Uh, but obviously they're going to warp it and, sh- and shift it into something that, is very uh a little bit more mcu palatable because mm. the, the whole war of kings is is very deep lore marvel like when you start reading it it's just there's a lot of stuff uh that the typical casual fan will be like what is going on like they'll have no idea if they were to do a storyline like that so yeah for sure uh michael you got any more uh Okay, so I have one that's a little bit different. I mean, it's not necessarily obscure, but and they actually have done something this, but it was so bad, so I just choose to forget that it ever happened. Um, A really interesting character in the Marvel Universe is Mr. Johnny Blaze, which is Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Uh... And so, I mean, you know, Nick Cage obviously did this in (laughs) years ago, and it was just so terribly bad, and it just was not... Justice was not done for Johnny. Um, and so, I mean, I think Johnny uh, Blaze, Ghost Rider, would be an amazing Disney Plus series right now. Like, mm-hmm. they could do such a cool thing uh, with a mini series of, of him um, and just kind of like setting up. I mean, who knows where they'd go with it, but like, just this idea of like. <laughs> It's this idea of like a like a stunt motorcyclist who agrees to like who gives his soul to the devil in a certain way and, and, and it's kind of this deep, you know, and they could work it in with Mephisto, who knows how they all work it into the MCU with uh WandaVision, you know. I really think they could use kind of this weird mystical thing that they're going down with WandaVision to introduce uh to introduce Johnny and give us a really due diligence ghost rider show um and i just think it'd be really really cool i mean it's just it's a guy with a skull head that rides a motorcycle and he's on fire and he fights and he fight and it's on fire and he fights with a flaming chain like just visually it'd be really cool um i mean it, it would be there's not a lot of depth there to the story but that boy would it look awesome and i think they could just i mean i think they really proved with loki that they can do some really cool storytelling that is outside of necessarily the comics, like take elements from the comics and really craft a really good story. And I think they could, they should do that with Ghost Rider. 
Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, I think I I would love to see that. I think that that was my next thing of like a really well done Ghost Rider help us wash the nasty taste of Nick Cage out of our mouths. Hey, uh, you mean Oscar winner Nick series. Cage? <laughs> I mean, right. can you believe that this movie was there was supposed to be a third one with Nick Cage? So there was oh, Ghost Rider Spirit, Spirit of Vengeance was a 2012 movie that came out to a oh, to man. a nice 13% on Rotten Tomatoes 3 just over three and a half on IMDb, which is crazy because the original only got a 26% and a 4.1 uh, anyway. So it's like, where where did that come from? Well, I guess it's because hey, the they original doubled their money. That bad. They, they doubled think. their money went from a 110 budget to a 228 to, to uh, box office. So they had enough money to go back at it. And they doubled their money again, it looks like, on the second one. Even though nobody liked it, they only spent they only spent about uh, less than seventy five million, and they made almost okay. So they didn't quite double it. They made one hundred thirty two million. Um, but yeah, I can't believe there was supposed to be a third one. And apparently, according to this uh, website, there was a Robbie Reyes version um, of Ghost Rider that appeared in Agents of Shield, which I never watched. But I mean, just imagine a show. That Mephisto basically, like, Mephisto tricks this guy, Johnny Blaze, into giving away his soul. And the whole you could base the whole show on this guy basically, you know, he's doing work for Mephisto, but also trying to fight Mephisto, which is very real in the comics. And so, I mean, I just think it, it would make for great television and a, and a, and you could dig even deeper into the WandaVision style, like the mythic magic... Uh, Doctor Strange universe, you know, all the weird stuff that they're doing now with Marvel. I just think it'd be really, really fun. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I have seen one of the, I think the original Ghost Rider, and I don't remember hating it, to be honest, but I was also like six, 16, so Ugh. I probably just thought that was like, it was cool that my parents were letting me watch an action movie at that point. <laughs> I um, also grew up riding motorcycles, so I love, I mean... I loved Ghost Rider because he rode a flaming motorcycle. Like, come on. <laughs> I just love Nick Cage. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got a couple obscure ones. I'm gonna go with the least weird one first. Um, like I guess these are, I mean like we said these are all kind of obscure, but like this one's the least weird, but it's still pretty weird. I'm gonna go with Antonio Rodriguez Armadillo. Yes. <laughs> This is a seven foot six, eleven hundred pound armadillo man. Incredible. That was created by Dr. Carl Malice uh, when he agreed to save Rodriguez's wife in exchange for him being a test subject. Which apparently he's uh, this guy's uh, created a few villains. Um, he was uh, in the, he's in the Spider-Man universe primarily. Works with the Sinister Six. He's depicted in the Modoc Hulu show actually, which is his only. Uh, only on-screen depiction, I believe. Only appearance. Um, I mean, all I can think of is Ross Geller yelling, I'm the Hanukkah armadillo yes. from Friends. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen yep. that, but oh, that's yes, literally all I, I can see when I hear that. That's funny. No, I mean, I, I, for real, though, I think, uh, I think it's probably 
something that could be kind of cool, kind of funny. I mean, this is a giant armadillo, man. Like, <laughs> who's giant, gonna watch that? Yes. How tall? How tall is the Hulk? <laughs> Do you know Perry? Oh, Off man. the top of your head? I mean, how tall uh, is the Hulk? Okay, I, mean, I think nice he's like. Tall? Google says 112 inches. Who can do that math? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. That's a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, that's like 10 feet tall. I mean. Oh, I've ridden that roller you know, coaster. Or... It's crazy. It's like inversions for the whole thing. I mean, I actually feel like the Hulk is like eight feet. I seven, mean, I think seven to is. eight like feet seven tall. Seven and a half. Seven to yeah. eight feet tall. I mean, that was my, that was my guess. And between 1,040 and 1,400 pounds. Birthplace, Dayton, Ohio. Hmm. So nice. that means, and how tall is the armadillo man? Seven six. Uh, seven six. Yeah. And how much did he weigh? Eleven hundo. What? I mean, why doesn't Marvel just make an armadillo Hulk movie and finally give Hulk a movie? I mean, can we what? talk about why Hulk doesn't have a movie? I mean, and he how does. Ridiculous that is. He, he does. Thor Ragnarok. I mean, no, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that one. I mean, he does have a movie, but he has multiple movies, but not an MCU. He has Thor Ragnarok. Movie. That's his. No, I mean it wasn't though. <laughs> I would. Love I mean, he to was see... great in it, but Armadillo versus oh, Hulk. I would just love. Yeah, I'd love to see two massive dudes destroying things, fighting. Who doesn't? Arm- I mean, Armadillo versus Hulk versus Thanos versus what's the guy's name? That's a a rock <laughs> voiced by Taika Waititi. The Thing or Korg? Korg. Korg. <laughs> yeah, the oh, Thing. Oh, hey man. Oh, hey man. Oh, hey man. <laughs> yeah, I tried to start a revolution, <laughs> but just my mom and her girlfriend showed up or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love that character. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite characters, but. They did Hulk a little dirty in Thor Ragnarok because, you know, uh, that's Planet Hulk and Planet Hulk is incredible, guys. Like, I mean, that storyline is so good and he should have had his own Planet Hulk story and they kind of like commandeered it and made it a Thor story. And I love Thor Ragnarok, but it was, I feel like a bit of a disservice to Hulk. But Mm. but on terms of Armadillo Man, I mean, or Armadillo, I mean, yeah, buddy cop film. Yeah, but Bloody I mean, technically he's film. a villain. So that's that's the issue here. Is, he's is, technically a villain. He's technically part of the Sinister Six, I think. Well, not the Six, but like like he works with them sometimes. So like they had the Rhino, and they were like, Rhino's just old. We need something new. The Armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> like strike fear into the hearts of children. Yeah. This giant Armadillo. And then it just gets run over. It becomes a roadkill. <laughs> Stop. Everybody's I mean, seen that, that is Florida. I mean, yeah, like if you live in Florida, you've definitely seen one of those, but not a seven foot one though. So change it up. <laughs> I, don't see, a I looked up the Sinister Six somewhere. I don't see him anywhere. Probably already exists. I mean, Sinister Six is getting a movie. I think. I mean, who knows? He could show up in that. Hmm, Sinister Six is getting yeah, a movie, Perry, and we're getting rid of Tom Holland. I, I looked up the Sinister Twelve. Like, because there's a sensor 12, too, and he's not in that, in that, he's not listed there either. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know the history of the Sinister Six, Sinister Six too well, but 
I mean, I do think they're, I think they are making a Sinister Six movie, I believe, but. Nice. Oh, here we go. Marvel Now's Sinister Six, whatever that means. They list the group, including Armadillo. So that's cool. That was like the reboot. That's, a, you know, the several reboots that comics do over the years where they're like, we're starting over. And then yeah. they don't really, but <laughs> like they refresh everybody down to one, you know, issue one. So. <laughs> well, I don't know if he has any like superpowers or if he's just a big armadillo. I'm going to go with big armadillo. <laughs> big armadillo. <laughs> Played by who? Oh, the Rock? Played by, uh, that's a good question. Yes, I mean, The played, Rock. Played by the computer. Or John Cena. That Marvel Studios. <laughs> the, Rock, Cena. the Rock or John Cena. I mean, it's going to be full CGI with someone's voice behind it, if we're being no, honest. No, it could be The Rock or John Cena. <laughs> Gotta go The Ross Geller But Rock, The Rock man. is already going to be Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam's DC, though. Uh, I guess so, but... I mean, you can't you can't cross them like that. Yes, you can. If you're the Rock, you can. I guess if you're the Rock and you're in Did everything you know, that has a credits at the end. I think the Rock. I saw something the other day that said like the Rock is the most famous person in the world. Wow. I mean, I do feel like he is now like the Will Smith or the like Will Smith or Johnny Depp of my childhood. Like everyone knew Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew Will Smith. I feel like The Rock is that guy now. So we're like, everybody just knows The Rock. You know, they know who he is. Wow. So, so. take notes, well, kids. Yeah, College football up. can take the, you a lot of places. The Teal Mango, Wes, the Teal Mango claims The Rock as the most famous person in the world as of 2021. So There you go. The Teal so Mango. When are we, we going to put him on People Magazine as the sexiest man alive? <laughs> oh, you're going to give him that sweep? Might as Not well. over your boy Tom Holland? He's too young, Perry. That would be weird. No. He still plays a teenager on the silver screen. That'd be weird. Fair enough. Uh, Wes, who you got next? Have either of you gentlemen ever watched the cartoon Teen Titans? Of course. Okay, so now like Teen, Titans, Teen Titans is DC, of course. However, mm. are you all familiar with Beast Boy, the boy who is green and changes into different animals that also turn out green? Yes. yes. So, there is a Marvel hero named Silverclaw. Um, she is basically, in, her name is Maria de Guadalupe Santiago. Um, she, I forget, I think, uh, oh dang it, she was in a South American country, was like where she was born, and she becomes an orphan. And so then she becomes um, a sponsor child by one of those organizations where you sponsor children. And her sponsor is the original Jarvis the butler. Hmm. And she is the daughter of a native of that country. And what the internet described as a volcano goddess sounds hot. (laughs) See what I did there. Um, (laughs) And basically she, basically she shapeshifts into animals and gains super abilities by doing that and every time she does it her skin turns silver and i just think that's cool wow and it's cool you know who would I mean, play this I've part heard of this you know you would play this part super well perry um is it someone that's already in the marvel universe zoe saldana because she can only be colors has... that are her actual skin color 
<laughs> no, Ana de Armas. Oh, great. Yes. Oh. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. I just thought this was so cool. And I love Teen Titans and I love Beast Boy. So why not give me a Marvel version that they'll probably do better? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, apparently she was she took part in Civil War uh, mm-hmm. in the comics and yep. was seen fighting Ms. Marvel. So... She was vehemently against the SHRA. There you go. Which is yeah. she was super cool. Something about Sokovia, right? Yeah, she's yes. But cool. I love it. Also, I, like I don't think one. we have she's we don't have a NBA. we don't have a Latina or Latino representation in the MCU yet. I don't think. No, we don't. So that means she's probably coming. I don't know. I feel like she's a little too unknown. But no. It'd be really cool. It's a good opportunity for some cool CGI. Yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll include her in some sort of team up type thing. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm for it. They have so know. much money. They're just gonna keep making so many more things. Seriously, they can give me more. I'll um, still pay for it. They know. <laughs> they do know. I mean, they really do know. Michael. Okay, uh, I mean, oh man, so too many. Uh, okay, so my next one is actually a group, mm. if if I can. Yeah, sure. Why it. not? Um, in in the eighties. So I ended up reading this honestly because uh, I was a late eighties. I mean, I was born in the late eighties, uh, but this was still around in the mid nineties. It's kind of this popular series that I really loved. It was called The Power Pack, mm. and it was a group of pre like kind of teenage kids who all got powers from this like dying alien and classic um i mean it's just really fun like he gave an aspect of his powers to each kid and they're all brothers and sisters they're like siblings there's like four of them and they called them and their names their last name were power so it was like alex power jack power and it was like just a fun like i mean it's just a fun teen show. I mean, I think it'd be really, I think it's right up another Disney plus alley where they're like, Oh, Hey, let's hit this preteen demographic. Like, and they make these, like this show about teens with powers. And it's just a really fun. I mean, it was just a really fun story where they just like, and they actually tackled, at least from my memory, they really tackled some really, some issues when I was younger that I'd like never had thought about, like as a preteen, like things like, like homelessness and drug use and stuff that was like, okay, I've never thought about this as a kid. So I think that there'd be a really cool following. I mean, they'd have a, they'd have a good cult following that would immediately watch the show. Guys like me who read it when we were kids and thought this is awesome. Um, But I also think it really could hit hard with the culture today, just because it's this kind of this group of siblings who are fighting the injustices of the world and, and kind of like using these newfound alien powers that they've been given, um, to, uh, I mean, to help people, I mean, to help people that are suffering through different morality issues, you know, so it's fun. I mean, that would be my, my request. And Mm. the, the eighties comic is so eighties. So if you go out to find this and you're listening and you 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 you're like oh I'm gonna go check out Power Pack. Prepare yourself because it is so 80s. I mean, I don't know how I can even describe it more than than that statement of how 80s it actually is. I think if I okay. was alive in the 80s, I would have thrived. So I'm for it. 
Okay, get this. Power Pack. They A, there was a pilot made in 1991 for a live action show called Power Pack for NBC. Um and it was I did ne- not know this. It was never aired. Looks like but the copies of the tape circulated among Power Pack fans. Uh I need to find that apparently. Um and B, it looks like the Power Pack teamed up with one of my most obscure picks that I was going to go with next. Oh, man. Which is Devil Dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> yes. So The DD. We, we, just, we just team up Power Pack and Devil Dinosaur for a movie. This is perfect. Guys, Devil Dinosaur, if you haven't heard of him, it's exactly what he sounds like. He's a dinosaur. It's actually... I don't know if he's it's actually... a T-Rex. Is he actually a devil? I don't know. But... He's a red T-Rex. Think think of that movie that's coming out later this year that's going to be awful, that Clifford the Big Red Dog Clifford. movie. Just oh, he but looks with amazing. a dinosaur. He yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be awesome. I mean, I'm pretty sure Devil Dinosaur, like, even he has, like, a little girl partner, you know? And so I think that's, it, like, that uh, reminds him. Moon, Moon Boy. Boy. Or Moon Boy. Boy. I, okay, well, there you go. I mean, and the thing about Power Pack, too, is, like, they're all different ages. They weren't all teens, obviously. They were siblings. And that was probably one of the coolest aspects of that show is that one of the girls, I think the youngest, was like five years old. And she was like a superhero at five. And it was awesome. I mean, that's kind of so like Shazam. Put, I mean, it is. I yeah. mean, there is connections to that. I mean, like, I think there are parallels with Shazam. And it's just cool, like, thinking of, like, little... I forgot what the youngest name is, Katie or something, or Cat or something. Little Katie Power, like riding riding Devil Dinosaur into battle. So awesome. Boom. I love that. Yeah, Devil Dinosaur's great. I mean I had never heard of Devil can... Dinosaur, but until I started looking up random Marvel characters, I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing that this exists. How long like, does this last? dinosaur have like extra like is it is it actually just a dinosaur or is it like does it have like extra intelligence? I mean, I don't even remember. I just remember it being this awesome like red T Rex that like fought bad guys. So get this. I mean, I they fought Godzilla. That. That's what I was about to say, Perry. Does that mean Godzilla is in the MCU? Does that mean Godzilla that, versus Kong oh, is in the MCU? Oh, man. It literally says that they fought Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> Godzilla crazy. King of Monsters in, in 1979. I mean, I just saw, like, the biggest crossover of all time. Like, Marvel and, and, and the Godzilla franchise teaming up to make some insane, crazy mashup. Yeah. That'd be epic. Well, that just blew very, my mind. Very, very epic. All right. Well, how are we doing on time? We got a little bit of time for maybe one more each. I've got one more. Okay. It's gonna be. It's just gonna blow your mind. I've got one more. Is it Duke or is that what his name is? What? Okay, I have my last one. Hang on. I don't know. I forget his name. I think it's Duke. Duke is my honorable mention. Perry, did you see anything on Duke? Duke? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll just talk about Dupe right now. How's that sound? Okay, go for it. What's Dupe? <laughs> Let me look for a definition of what Dupe is. <laughs> dupe is a green oh, floating... Oh, goodness. What is this? ...reniform creature of unknown origins who speaks in a language all his own. Um, 
So he's this little green blob that kind of floats around. But anyway, he can, like, absorb all attacks. Hmm. And then, like, reproduce them as his, as his own energy, I believe. And also, he can take his brain out of his head and regenerate his body with his brain not even attached. He, it says he runs on a backup brain in his butt. <laughs> as I was oh, as man. I was learning about dupe, he's actually like super OP, but he's a green blob that can't do anything. But he's like super OP with like his actual abilities. Um, Apparently, he fights Thor, sucks in Mjolnir, and creates multiple copies of it. There you go. Tell me that's he, not amazing. He teams up with Wolverine. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That this yeah, thing he's super exists. cool. It looks like a potato with arms and eyes. I think he's squishier than that. And it's green. It's um, a green potato. He's somehow related to the X-Men group. Um, he's got like the X on his stomach. Not sure if it's like a tattoo or a Sharpie. Not sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's very interesting, but I just wanted to throw that out there because Perry, when you're like, you had one left that was super interesting, I thought it was going to be Dupe and we could just talk about it now, but I guess it wasn't. (laughs) Um, It looks like Dupe was in the Marvel Heroes video game in 2016. Maybe I'm going to have to buy it. There you go. Um, Perry, my last one that I'm going to give a shout out to is a guy named Darkhawk. Dark Hawk. Oh, one word. My goodness. What? <laughs> Dark Hawk. Oh man. So Dark Go Hawk. Ahead. He his name is Chris Powell. Um, and to be honest, I had a hard time, still having a hard time, of grasping exactly what is going on here. But Chris Powell is a high schooler that controls this android alien thing suit body of some kind with his mind how i would describe it in my understanding is he is a combination of iron man without being rich or a genius and alien batman <laughs> uh, this is darkock darkock has like <laughs> There's this group. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty involved in the comic community, and Darkhawk just has this like this following that he has that just understands how absolutely just bonkers the comic was. Like the commerce comic was ridiculous. Like, and it's as ridiculous as it sounds. Like, I mean, he was like he was a an Iron Man kind of ripoff where they're like, Hey, we, everybody loves Iron Man. Let's make this guy. <laughs> and, and it just like, I mean, I could totally see them doing it because he has such a cult following, but the comics are to be, leave a lot to be desired from a story <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> there's wow. Just, yeah. There's just not a lot of depth yeah. there. He looks super looks cool. Like, looks like he fought, uh, with Spider-Man, Punisher, Night Thrasher, Nova, and Moon Knight in And Moon Knight is something. getting getting a series. So Battle Battle the Secret Empire. Moon Knight looks kinda dope, not gonna not gonna lie. Yeah, I was gonna I pick mean, Moon Knight. Moon Knight but he's easily would have made this list. So Moon Knight would have made this list if he wasn't already turning it into a show. I yeah. mean he mm-hmm. that show's gonna be sick. I, I'm calling it now. 
I mean, the show's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's Marvel Batman. Sweet. He is basically Marvel Batman, and but it's much Oscar darker, Isaac? <laughs> like much darker than Batman. Oscar That's Isaac dope. is playing Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. And Emily Van Camp's going to be involved in it as Sharon. So, hmm. Darkhawk was good. also a part of the uh, was also part of Cosmic Marvel and the War of Kings. So I mean, mm-hmm. they really could introduce him in yeah. fairly easily. And you guys know who who would be great at being teenager Chris Powell. Let's jump on the hype train and bring Timothy Chalamet into the MCU. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I mean, bring bring Timothy Chalamet and Oscar Isaac back together to fight the Secret Empire. Absolutely. I mean, the true Wes question hasn't is seen not Dune yet, so he doesn't know what that means. It's it is not if Timothy will come to the MCU. It is when we yeah. all know that they are going to get him to do something oh, in the MCU. Sure. How did he uh, get so famous? I mean, I think he'd be a great. I think he'd be a great. Uh, which I don't know if they've already cast his character or not, but he'd be a great Adam Warlock. He has a look. I mean, if he were to make his hair gold and paint his body gold, I mean, mm. he legit could be a really good Adam Warlock. Um, yeah, they actually just so, cast Adam Warlock recently as um, what's his name? Uh, I'm looking for oh, it. Will it's Poulter. That guy from, Will Poulter. Yes, from Midsommar. Yeah, he's actually an interesting choice. I mean, not a bad choice, just interesting. Mm-hmm. He's also um, from uh, from the uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, um, Eustace. Yes. <laughs> That's right, Eustace. So, um, all right, Michael, do you have one last one for us? I mean, yes, I have so many that I wish uh, I could pick, um, but I think I've landed on one that st- actually. St- there it has been media made of him. A very famous guy played him, but I'd love to see them tackle the character again. And that would be Conan the Barbarian. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize, but like Conan has a very rich Marvel history. I mean, um, in the yeah, there was a series called Savage Swords of Conan, which started in the newspaper strips back in like the sixties, I think, maybe even earlier than that. But, you know, obviously our uh, muscular friend uh, played him mm-hmm. uh, back in, like, I think the 90s, I 82. believe. 82. Arnie Schwarzenegger. Maybe, oh, 80s. There you go. Arnold. 82. Arnold in the 80s. Uh, but I would, I mean, Conan is such a deep, amazing lore story. There's so much there that it'd be really cool to see them actually do something not campy, but awesome, like MCU level epic. Um, and there's just so much there. I mean, there they it's a whole franchise in itself. Like, I mean, they could make tons of money off of it. It it's very medieval. It's it has a medieval feel to it, but it's also like almost. Uh, I mean, it's it's just awesome. It's just it's just, it's an awesome series, and I would really love to see them uh, tackle that story. Even if it's in a miniseries or something, mm-hmm. um, but very—it's basically like Braveheart, but in in the in the mythical, you know, way more fantasy elements to it. So, interesting. That is my my final choice that I wish they would bring Mister Conan uh, to the to the table. So, this is wild. It looks like he debuted in nineteen thirty-two. Like, there you go. I mean, the, yeah, it's least, like, I mean, he's been around forever. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Well, I know nothing about this guy, but that's neat. Yeah, I mean, he just like he's about he's basically a wanderer who wanders to different uh to different places uh fighting wars for other people and like conquering places and conquering evil and mythical mythical beasts and overlords and um there's so many storylines uh i mean there's a lot of different writers who've written him over the years but i mean he has a really really good storyline and you know in every era of comics golden age silver age bronze age and then even current i mean he has great storylines that people have done amazing things with so i think they really could have something cool if they decided to do that i actually don't know if marvel owns the ip anymore of conan um they may not because hmm. the ip has changed hands multiple times over the years let's see it looks like it uh, is owned by uh funcom that's right actually funcom just bought that him actually i think yeah 2021 yep wow neat all right, well, my last one is going to blow your mind, I think. I mean, just imagine. Uh, imagine a bunch of normal vegetables. Oh, no, not this one. That, no. that become no. a anthrop- like just a legion of, a legion of f- fighting machines made of vegetables and food. Called the Lunch Legion. Stop and it. The one specifically is Mean Cuisine. <laughs> no, no. I Perry, I read about Can this one believe- and refu- I read about this and refused to accept that it was real. Can you believe this exists? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Lunch I, Legion. I, I, I have not even heard of this at all. Oh, dude, I read all about it yesterday. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like it's not even on Wiki. I've- or at least I not found it on I'm Marvel getting. Database. It's on. It's on one comic I think called Mean Cuisine, uh, Earth Dash Nine Zero Four Seven, and yeah. So this character Mean Cuisine. Basically, the only paragraph they have on him it says start. It started out as a bunch of normal vegetables who had grown of the clay used by the pup pupest master. Whatever that means. After they were exposed to Jennifer Waltier's bio radioactivity he formed the lunch legion a group of other anthropomorphic foods and had them attack her she defeated the group and found the only way to truly defeat the mean cuisine was to eat him and proceeded to eat every piece of him <laughs> i mean the line that i just like the best is he formed the lunch legion with other anthropomorphic foods as if there's a more there's lots more <laughs> I mean, that is just I. I mean, what is there any what better anywhere? thing to end on than yeah? Here's the fighting food. Here's the other members of the lunch legion: tofu, the mystery food; surf, turf; bran thing; Mister Planter; Latvian choco doom; wheat germ; <laughs> flambe; a la mode; green vegetable; and pie guy. There you go. That is the lunch legion. I love I love that one guy. It's just like not broccoli, not any of the stuff, just green, green vegetable. vegetable. Like Yep, he has his own page as well. Dude, that green is cuisine looks kind of terrifying. Hilarious. 
I, I honestly want to find this comic, uh, The Lunch Legion. It's got to be expensive. It's got to be worth some money, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes you look it up and you're like, oh, it's $1.50. <laughs> Perry, what, what's it called? <laughs> I'm getting on eBay right thing, now. But um, Lunch uh, Legion. Is it called Lunch Legion or is it called Mean Cuisine? I don't remember. I'll type in Mean Cuisine. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. Perry, how do you spell I don't mean see cuisine? It. Uh, I mean, oh, it was part of a comic called "What the Question Mark uh, Volume One, Number Eleven." What the question mark? What the number eleven? In March of ninety-one. Well, I don't think hmm. it's on eBay. I mean, Comic also Lunch what Legion the... Earth Earth ninety forty seven is something else that popped up. It looks like it is current value is four dollars. It's just Perry. finding it that might be the hard. Buy part. it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Well, I I don't think I can buy it. It's just saying <laughs> that the current value is four dollars on on this comic book site. Well, first of all, I would just like to say to society that's a crime. Let's get that up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Puppet Master's a big guy. I mean, he's fairly well known oh, I found in it. the Marvel universe. Uh it's the the complete collection of the what if on Amazon is $35. What if or what And it's the? included in that. It's what if Oh, oh, that's what if. You're right. There's what that's if comics the, and there's what the comics. Yeah, what the dash dash question I love mark. That there was a what the comics like what the yeah, I don't know where I'm gonna find this, but I kind of want to read it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a uh, a Wikipedia page. That that's 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 a good start of what the. <laughs> we'll do. We'll find it off of uh offline here. We gotta we gotta end the podcast. <laughs> wrap it up. Oh, this is so wrap her up. Honorable okay. mentions. Honorable mentions. Spider Gwen. Ooh, I'd great. love to see Spider Gwen. Peter I'd Porker. Love to see, uh, what was that, Wes? Peter Porker. Peter Porker. Spider Ham. I mean, all of those were great. I mean, in the Spider, in the uh, in the, why am I blanking out? Spider Verse. Um, Spider Verse was was so great, but I really like Spider Gwen. I think it'd be great. I'm honestly shocked they haven't introduced Miles into the MCU at all. True. So, shocked at that. I mean, a young African American Spider-Man. Come on, yeah, I mean, that's that should have already been done. I'm, I am honestly shocked that it has not been. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so good, man. What a journey, Lunch Legion. <laughs> Lunch, Lunch Legion. Legion. Yeah, I tried to start uh, a little more serious and work my way to the Lunch Legion. Yeah. But, Wes, any honorable uh, mentions before so we sign fun. it out? I, I don't have my, any. That was I just, that was I it. Just, I just had mine being dupe. I would love dupe. to see dupe. Yeah, dupe's a good one. Dupe yeah, we versus we the lunch sleep on dupe. Dupe versus the <laughs> lunch legion? Question mark. Yeah, that's a great one. That could be a thing. The the green potato looking thing against things that actually are foods. Are food. Yes. Yeah, that works out. All right. Well, let's sign this bad boy out. Um, the next this the next episode should be. Oh, we're planning on having an auction draft of Disney animated features. I am not sure how we're going to do that. So 
Uh, I haven't thought that much into that, but hopefully we do that. Uh, if not, we're definitely going to be doing something for Encanto uh, around Thanksgiving time. That will be coming out. And we just had that interview with the director of Lin-Manuel's uh, most recent movie, Vivo, that just went live. So I feel like we got to do something for Encanto, which is Lin-Manuel written songs as well, uh, coming out this Thanksgiving by Disney um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that stuff, but, uh, yeah, let's sign this out, Wes. Stay hungry. Stay humble. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.